Once again to the first birthday party, Return of the Master Turn episode of The Great Escape Pod. This is part two, and it is the finale of the, the first season of The Great Escape Pod. It's quite emotional. The, uh, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> the Mark, I had... Xbox. Yeah? Ma- I was just going to say, I, I had that you joined the intellectual dark web. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since being cancelled. You've been seen uh, having dinners with Jordan Peterson, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, or whatever the, that blonde lad that said he he was a pedo or something. I don't know what. Happened. Yeah, that's, might, let, that's on let's the put it this way: um, we're coming, we're putting a pin in season one, and uh, we'll see whether I'll be back for season two. The way things are going. <laughs> yeah, can't make any promises. There might be a bit of a, a sabbatical again by me. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for Ten Rules for Life by Matt Masters. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some people cast me out on the internet after what I said on Twitter. Some people have welcomed me into their fold. The, the so. first rules: don't, don't down, never download Twitter. That's <laughs> Clean your room. Stay off Twitter. As much as we encourage people to interact with us through Twitter. Do it at your own caution. Yeah, don't. How are you then, Mark? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's, it's weird. Every time I log on to the internet, I'm finding out new things about me that I didn't know before. So <laughs> Owen's more across it than I am. So I, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I'm well, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to wrap up um, our, our year summary. And I think we've got some really cool surprises coming up. So... Um, Especially one from Tommy, I think. We'll be very excited to hear from him. And yeah, how have you guys been? It's not been long since our last pod, has it? Last yeah, week. same old, same old. Um, yeah, it's like a bit reflective, end of the season and all that. I've got yeah. to say, uh, I think a personal highlight for me across these 20-odd episodes we've done has been any episode that hasn't involved an explorer from history. Um <laughs> They were personal <laughs> highlights. That's rude. Yeah. Any highlights for you, Owen? That's a dig. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you know, like I think the the, the feedback. But my, you know, I think the one thing that's been a big negative from me has been the feedback from our fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> just the general lack of enthusiasm for the history side of this podcast. Which, when we started the podcast, was going to be a you know a decent chunk of each episode. <laughs> And it's just it's a shame, that's really, been, because that's been buried. Um, I, I feel for you on that, Owen, because, you know, I know for a fact you put a lot of time and effort into the preparation of those every single week. So 100%. It's rough that people are... <laughs> Some, Mark, sometimes I was searching it. for up to 15 minutes on Wikipedia for, a, for an explorer for that <laughs> section. You know, I'm a busy man. <laughs> It's just it's just when we had to remind you at the end of the episode, have you got one? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them, though. I think I learned a lot about... I mean, I can't even name the, the people, but I remember so there was many. one from Hull. Gassy Jack. Um, <laughs> Gassy Jack. I, <laughs> I no, I will forget. say, uh, little. I know, like, you know, this is a bit of a teaser trailer for the next season, but um, this season we will be continuing in on that historic vibe, but there'll be a little change of temperature, but that's 
for our audience to find out later on. Is this, the, is this another one of them things that you've figured out without consulting us again? Oh, 100%. Yeah. This is off the book <laughs> stuff, this lads. Black market podcasting. <laughs> No, no, this is very, very, um, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to shock you lot, this is going to shock the audience, but I've put a lot of prep into this bit, and it's going to be... Have you been be, on the dark uh, web more than me recently? <laughs> I'm a big time, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I mean, highlights of this first season for me, um, I'd have when to back. go all the way back to the beginning, um, when it was just us three gathering around a table at Owen's old place with teas and biscuits and just figuring out what the hell this is going to be. And then Owen just out of nowhere admits to us that his dad took him into the forest to see elves. <laughs> that, sounded, yeah. that sounded like it was going to be a bit... <laughs> this spot could go anywhere. <laughs> well, it got darker than I expected when you were like, oh, man, that takes him to the forest and stuff. But, um, yeah... <laughs> Can I just confirm for people that didn't listen to that episode that my dad took me into the forest to present me with stockings for Christmas? It was actually quite a cute story. You're making it sound like my dad's now in prison. So, you know. Trying to deflect some of the attention here, Owen. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I I remember when we all got together uh, at the very beginning and it was very good memories of uh, us figuring out what it was going to be. It's evolved a lot since those first few draft runs that We'll never see the light of day. Yeah, rightly <laughs> so. And just a yeah, quick one, right? Is that type of loose chatter from your mouth that got you cancelled, mate? So let's. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> could do with a moderator for season two, couldn't we? Yeah, we really could. No, it's exciting stuff. Getting back into a new season, I think we've got some fresh ideas amongst us. Hopefully, we can. You know, Sounds like you do. This I, I mean, I definitely do. But I think this season, we're going to do more bits. I think <laughs> me and Rye had a plan to do some bits and pieces, some little sketches. Do you remember that time we all met up in a park in the summer and then discussed all the bits we were going to do? you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that <went well. laughs> They've all come to fruition nicely, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> play, anyway, play, you know, there's so much potential in season two. Yeah, play yeah. some good frisbee that day, though. Yeah, good yeah, frisbee. <laughs> Well, so I mean, at the end of the day, I think, you know, with, with what we set out to create a podcast about the stories and experiences of expats, and we've definitely done that. So, <laughs> fuck them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah. Quite, so quite a defensive this, uh... intro there from us all. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed on. <laughs> It's that lad in it where I don't know who he is, but it's that first lad that mocked my explorer section. I just still think of him whenever I rally against our audience. Remind us not to pod on a Sunday morning again because Owen wakes up fired up. I'm furious. Anyway, um, yeah. So during this uh, whole pandemic in 2020, it's been kind of hard to keep in touch with friends and stuff because we haven't been able to see them. But luckily, Zoom has been there for us to get in touch with each other and catch up which we have been doing and i caught up with my old course mate from film school josefina you might remember her coming on and talking about mexican snacks and mexican culture as but kissing everybody at parties so um yeah let's crack on with that josefina our first international guest on the great escape pod it's a pleasure to check back in with you um I'd love to say long time no see, but I've been seeing quite a lot of you on our film arts course. How have you been since since we last did the podcast? I think that was back in April. What have you been up to? 
Yes, uh, it feels like a billion years ago. I um, back then I I was deciding if I had to go back home or not, and I I ended up uh, staying because I was like, no, if I leave, who knows when I'll be able to come back? Like it's not worth it. So yeah, I stayed. And I was so stressed out back then. I was um, I was very worried about money of course and thankfully thanks to one of our one of the people in the program i i got a job at a shoe store a kids shoe store so i've been doing that and i don't know it was very weird going back to those like little jobs after yeah, well yeah, i have yeah, yeah, yeah i had a similar experience when when the covid first started the lockdown thing i went back to being like a um, a parcel deliverer a postman effectively which I did not think I'd be doing <laughs> at the age of 29, whatever. But uh, yeah, we've been very busy at school, haven't we? Yes, yes. Finally, being with people again, even with all the restrictions and everything. No, it was great. It was a lifesaver. Oh my God, I don't know if I could have kept going without seeing people. And in film, well, you see a lot of people, which is awesome now i'm dreading <laughs> january and while i look for a real job i think i'll have to go back to the shoe store and i don't want to but that's the expat life i guess i, I read online the other day that there's a whole generation of <laughs> they're calling it generation c it comes after generation z but it's like going to be a whole generation of socially awkward strange kids growing up in this pandemic and won't know how to hug talk to people they're all going to be within their very personable bubble and they're just gonna it's gonna be a rough one for them going forward <laughs> yes i can see that happening because i also can see like maybe classes going online even after the pandemic for maybe it being an option i don't know i'm pretty sure everything when everything is like oh it's okay you can go out and hang out again i'm pretty sure some of the things that we're doing right now are gonna stay well, a story, oh, an, an interesting story that I have of this month is that I, I finished school about six years ago, uh, my degree, but I never got like my act, I never finished, like I had finished all my courses and everything, but I never did the, my thesis and my paperwork to actually get the paper. And uh, I had like before coming here last uh, November, December, I was doing that, trying to rush it, but it was like, nah, because uh, you have like bu bureaucracy, you know, like all the paper stuff. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to come back. And I was like, can it be online? Because it's just, you present your thesis and they say like, oh yeah, you, now you are available. Now, now you can get your paper. And I was like, can it be done online? And it was like, nah, they don't do it online. And lo and behold, it took a pandemic for them to finally be like, oh, yes, of course, it can be done online because it's just a presentation of your thesis. And thanks to the pandemic, I don't have to. I mean, of course, I want to go back to Mexico, but at least that's done. I already presented my exam and oh. I am proofing my, my official paper for my bachelor. Oh, congratulations, Josefina. Some good to come out of 2020. That's nice. That's nice. Yes. Anything yeah. you're looking forward to, especially in 2021? Uh, I am really looking forward to exploring Vancouver because I, yeah, that experience, like for me right now, Vancouver is my house, the school. 
thankfully, thankfully the, the, the shootings that we did were at different places, some of them. So that was great. I was like, ooh, downtown, amazing, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where else were we? Oh, the farm, yeah, Richmond, ooh. But <laughs> it's everything, like, I don't, I don't know the city. So I think, I think that's good, though, because I've heard, like, my sister got kind of bored after, after a while because she already knew the city. So I feel that I will be able to delay that boredom <laughs> at least another year while I explore. Yeah, you've got it all. It's all been banked up, ready to explore. It's like me. I haven't got out of British Columbia yet, but I'm, I imagine I can now because we can't leave to any other countries. It's got to be Canada. So, yeah, plenty to look forward to in 2021. Well, Josefina, it's been great to check in and catch up. I'm glad to hear that you're doing great and best of luck with the rest of school. You too, Mark. Hopefully get you on the pod again in 2021 yes. when we're celebrating our second year anniversary. Yes. <laughs> Yes, lads. I, I, uh, what do you think about um, what she said about a generation of socially awkward kids following the pandemic? Oh, 100%. I think that's definitely... Um, just before, I'm not going to let you get away with this, by the way, Mark. Right at the beginning <laughs> of that clip. <laughs> right at the beginning <laughs> of that clip. Just had to make clear that you were a frontline worker. <laughs> unbelievable as soon as the clip started yeah i mean i was driving trucks i mean during the pandemic i, mean, I, was, uh, a, I was on a postman effectively <laughs> effectively a postman unbelievable. What, what does that even mean you were a postman <laughs> get but over yeah. yourself <laughs> yeah get over yourself man but no um the i gathered yeah, some the, quality tips so in that um in that stint as a postman by the way so <laughs> I think Josephina, yeah, I think she makes some good points, and and that that's a very key point that like I think it, it is going to be strange. Like you think of the younger generation growing up through this pandemic in their formative years, especially like I don't know kids in high school and stuff. The lack of you know real like socialising and stuff. You know we don't know what type of mental effects that's going to have on on kids and adults. I feel like there's you know I, I was talking about this with my girlfriend a couple of days ago. I think after this pandemic kind of you know comes down a bit and like people can go out and see each other i think we're going to find out that a lot of people were like at home having problems you know maybe not voice there's going to be a lot of people that went through a lot of stuff in their own head during this whole pandemic and i think the effect of that probably won't be seen for the next you know few years i think it's going to be kind of yeah something we see develop um you know in the next few years for sure what do you think ray uh, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with a lot of that as well. I think one of the things you said about um, exploring this year was like something to look forward to, a bit of a liberation in the sense of like you're gonna see new stuff again, if that makes sense, or even like going yeah. to the same places again, it's gonna feel new. And I think that's something to really draw upon. Like, although it's difficult now, you do know that the next time you can do something, it's gonna feel unbelievable. Like, I've been seeing, I saw a few people on a walk by Fluke a few days ago who just come out of quarantine. And for them, getting fresh air after two weeks away was just crazy. So it's like that first time I'm at an airport or something, it's going to feel like my first ever holiday again. So I think that's something, that's going to be a nice feeling. So that's something I hadn't really thought about, but she kind of highlighted it there, which I quite liked. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to, like um, football matches, yeah. cinema trips. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be like a, a new awakening once we're out of the pandemic, which I'm very, very looking forward to. We, my, my last point is, I think in Vancouver, we've had it incredibly lucky. Like I was speaking, I was on a Zoom call with my sister and her fiance um, yesterday and they're like, 
they're in Ontario in Hamilton and it's it's well locked down over there like it, it's proper locked down and we were just saying like oh yeah like we've just come back from the pub like me and my girlfriend went to the pub had a few beers like you can obviously do that in Vancouver you're allowed to, to go to a restaurant within your bubble and that that was such a foreign thing for you know to for them to hear that we'd been out having a few drinks and it just kind of hit home they're like young parents you know what I mean they've had a, they've, all they've seen is their kid for the last like Nightmare. Like, yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's like, seriously, like the stress and stuff that, that just being locked down can, can give you, especially in that situation. So I think it's been a really tough time, especially for, you, you know, new parents and stuff like that, not being able to get the support of, you know, your community, like these young mums clubs and stuff like that. Like, you know, the lack of that, it, 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 it's tough. It's hard to relate, isn't it, sometimes, because you hear the word lockdown and you think, oh, well, they're in lockdown like us then, yeah. And we have our own version of lockdown, which isn't as strict. Yeah. We can still do a few few things to think, oh, they've been in lockdown. But until you're actually there and you know what it's like having to stay inside and not get groceries only once a week or something, people are having it very different. Mm -hmm. uh, It's hard to tell. Um, Yes, moving on. Um, (laughs) Another great guest of ours. Over the past year was Sophie, um, British Canadian Sophie, who told us tales of being a mole rat when she grew up and how school was very different between England and when she moved here to Canada. Uh, Ryan was recently able to catch up with her and ask her how her year had been. Okay, so Sophie, uh, one of our first ever guests and our last guest just before the first lockdown here in Vancouver. How have you been? I've been good. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, not too bad. How has uh, the lockdown been for you? How's this year been for you in general? Uh, it's been a year, but it's been good. I started dating someone right before the pandemic and we're moving in together, so that's, it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want, if you want to test love, throw a pandemic out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, after your initial appearance on our show, did anyone get in touch? Any fan mail? No, no fan mail. My, my family liked it, though, so that's good. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, good. Well, yeah. it's, well, funny that you mentioned that, actually, because you're one of our few guests that's actually dealt with this whole year um, with family around. Um, obviously, you, most people we speak to are immigrants and their families on the other side of the world. Has that been special for you? Has it brought you closer? Have you, st- have you still been able to see them? Yeah, it was actually nice. So right after the first initial days of the pandemic, I think I went to the island to see my family on March 17th and then just ended up staying there for two weeks, two well, weeks, two months. It, that's funny because it's actually my birthday that you that you left. There you go, sorry, I know. St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, birthday, I know. <laughs> it, it felt it felt personal. <laughs> <laughs> Is that to flee? But no, it was honestly, it was, I mean, it was obviously rough going through the pandemic, but it was really nice that I got to kind of, spend a lot of time with them and go through them go through it with them together and being in a big house was so nice too yeah you can still have that bit of separation yeah yeah that's that's that i can't deal with that at the moment that's tough like when i work from home Mm -hmm. and you just you finish your day of work and just close your laptop and you're still sat on the same so yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah and that's that's what's happening now so Yeah. yeah and you also got to see your pet dog I did. Got lots of dog cuddles. It was so nice. And my parents' place at the time backed onto a forest, so we just go for daily walks in the forest, which is lovely. That's really nice. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. I never thought I would have an opportunity to live at home again with my parents after I left home age 18. It was actually nice. 
less hormones this time, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. It sounds like, yeah, when you were 18, you probably thought never again, never yeah, want this right? again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like kind of like moving back home but without all the the shame of moving back home, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like people are always excited to move back home, but the time I was like, no, it was a pandemic, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the one time I'm allowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah, uh, i remember going home the first time after university like my first job hadn't worked out um had to like go back and save money and all that and you'd be all like tail between the legs just like uh right i'm not it's the not man fun. i thought i was here yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there'd been a pandemic exactly if only if only <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, it was really it was good my we watched lots of british tv so that was nice <laughs> what did you watch uh we watched foils war do you know that one so good <laughs> <laughs> right no one in england watches foils so but your mom watch? does no 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 it's too complicated for her oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not um the other thing um that we spoke about when you were on with those was education and how mm -hmm. different you'd found it um comparing it to england and canada but what we didn't touch on was that you actually still work in education now uh with mm -hmm. your role how has that been like navigating that this year? It's been tricky. So I'm a school psychologist, so I do lots of assessments for kids. So when the pandemic happened, it was really, my assessments are so like, they can't really be done online. They're so face to face. So it kind of cut our job role in half. We kind of worked on reports, but it was a bit iffy. And then now this year it's, we been waiting a while to get into school so we have like plexiglass dividers in between us and the kids but that took a while to arrive so it's, it's been a really slow slow now, year how do you find it now like with in terms of assessing the kids is it just more difficult with the screen because there is a there is a bad mm -hmm. there essentially do the kids respond <laughs> less um it's okay i had one five-year-old try to stick his head under the slot that we passed materials through so <laughs> it's been it's been interesting yeah it's yeah yeah, it's a, just a tricky year. But kids are so resilient. Like they, I think you kind of you can throw a lot of changes at them, and they'll just adapt to it and accept it as their new normal. I think better than adults do. Yeah, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it is weird that they're gonna like touch wood. This will all blow over at some point. It's mm -hmm. gonna be like, oh, remember when we lived through that? Yeah. And yeah. like, we did just believe about an eyelid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like sometimes they're better at following the rules than we are. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, to be fair, you followed the rules pretty well. You've been... Yeah, I did. Been, yeah, uh, shut off, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, we won't name and shame people that haven't. I <laughs> I haven't, so... No, no, definitely yeah. not. No, that's fair. But yeah, yeah no, glad, glad you're well. So thanks for coming on the pod that first time in March. Oh, you're thanks. welcome. Thanks for this now. Fun. Oh, and, yeah, you're welcome. One, um, happy one year. Yes, thank you. Thank you, yes. Um, I do have a party hat on for our listeners just... same yeah <laughs> just a little peek behind the curtain there exactly wear my party dress there we go <laughs> foils nice war foils war <laughs> who watches yeah. foils war Absolutely I could no not one. believe that when she said that yeah that was a curveball Real she was so cool. ecstatic about how good it was as well. <laughs> it's like someone coming out and saying, oh yeah, been watching Touch of Frost all through lockdown. 
been excellent. Yeah, utter shite, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Man, you, I, I think that falls under the bracket of like, it's not television you enjoy, it's just cosy television. My sister watches uh, Midsummer Murders. I think it's the same, it's got the same appeal. It's just like shite, oh. but it's on. It's like it's like when you it's like when you put the radio on for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, just, it just calms them down. It, it's not. It's not. <laughs> There's been a lot of that going on in this house as well. A lot of uh, Sierra and her family love uh, Christmas cheese. You know, on the Hallmark Channel. Oh. I think back home in England, it gets broadcast on Channel Five, and my mum just detests the stuff. She's always taking the piss out of it like oh that 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 crap on channel five and it's it's <laughs> literally they get recorded and watched religiously here my girlfriend just has christmas she's cheese absolute, absolute sucker for those like home shows but the, the, i think the property brothers is my least favorite this they just have the most like like cr- cr- cringing the uncomfortable banter between <laughs> between like sets it's just it's so the the air is so like Oh, they they always talk to their workers like their mates, but you can tell as soon as they leave the room, the fucking builders just like this twat. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's your favourite cosy up TV, Roy? What do you snuggle in with? Oh, yeah, I haven't been snuggling for a while. To be fair, I would say Cockney <laughs> is a general rule. I haven't been snuggling for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> 26 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough stint for I. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it the pandemic? Um, <laughs> just my personality. Um, but... <laughs> what have you been watching, though? What what makes you feel all cosy inside? Um, for a nostalgic sense and for like a British sense, Coronation Street. Um mm-hmm. But I do I, a comedy, like a good 20-minute comedy. Uh, at the moment, like I'm watching Seinfeld. Um, yeah. Well, re-watching it. I, I, I like a re-watch. A re-watch is cosy, I find. I think that'd be, yes. that'd be my answer. You know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I I'll tell you what it wouldn't be. It wouldn't watched... be Foyle's War. <laughs> <laughs> I watched two seasons of... Uh, well, the, the only two seasons made of Spaced. Uh, it was one of my favourite shows growing oh, up. Oh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, and Simon Pegg. It, it's... it's hilarious really good stuff and i've been enjoying that recently uh my guilty pleasure has to be the great british bake-off brings a smile to my face every single time i watch it can't take my eyes off it and you know you know i'm always at the edge of my seat to find out who's going home every week and who has won the star baker there's been some did you you apply for great british bake-off have i made that up i I applied i got uh i got i got on the phone with with the i got on the phone with love productions there but unfortunately i was living in china at the time willing to pay my ticket obsessed with stardom (laughs) (laughs) any any avenue i've tried podcasts i've tried twitter i've tried bake-off i don't know what's left for me owen to be honest at this point i've even got my girlfriend to apply so that i could hang off her fame oh that's cheap mac that is cheap (laughs) do you know what happened though owen do you know the full story he applied, like he made um, made like a nice thing and all that, sent in the video, and then Mary Berry saw his tweets, so he didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard last night, yeah, he got arrested because he sent a blood-filled Bakewell tart to, the, to a lot of BBC execs. 
I called him a cherry bagel, but it wasn't a cherry on top. <laughs> Someone's thumb. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that was that was a cracking clip from Sophie. Lovely to to you know get get a bit of uh, catch up with her and, and find out what she's been up to. I feel like the island's probably a good place to have been during all this. Yeah. Like, you know, it's pretty. I don't think the numbers have been as high as they have on the mainland. In I do think times. Maybe. The fam, the family thing as well though. Like she'd be sending me pictures, and like I'd be calling her a bit over the the summer, and like just being with her dog, nice like family walks and stuff like that. It's it's been a real testing time. One of the one of the core things that you lean back on in any testing time is your family, and she's honestly the only person I know that's been able to have that. Like I know you've got um, your sister in law stuff like that, so you've got a bit of it as well. You've probably seen it as well with Sierra's family, but. Most people, it's been going, it's going through it with their friends. Uh, it's a, it's a real tough time because it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what she said about. I mean, um, she spoke about dating someone at the beginning of the pandemic, and now they're moving in. I think um, COVID has been a real accelerator for relationships for sure. Yeah, yeah, not oh, for, not oh, for me, Mark. Mark. Not, not for me. Yeah. You got to be in one first. That's the issue <laughs> oh, you have. Yeah. Me and my missus just locked in a constant state of bickering. <laughs> I will just say before we play the clip, Mark, there, I think... Yeah, any, it accelerates those no, arguments. No, no, no. Of anybody you would want in your local area during a pandemic like this to cheer you up and put a bit of a positive uh, spin on things, it uh, would have been Tommy. Got, uh, like, I, Thomas I, 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 To be honest, during this period, like I've missed him to bits. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to like, listening to you, you know, Tommy, he doesn't, he doesn't like to keep people for long. So, uh, <laughs> should, I put the, should I put the kettle on? <laughs> Probably... <laughs> Snuggle up and put on an episode of Space because this is going to be a while. <laughs> Do you want to go to the toilet? <laughs> go now. <laughs> um, don't get too excited. Let me just say that. <laughs> it starts off positive. Anyway, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, Tommy, it's uh, it's been a while since we last spoke, and lots changed in your life, hasn't it? Last time we checked in, you were in New Zealand playing five-a-side football. I think I was running off, loving life, running off to Auckland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how has how has your life changed in 2020? Um, yeah, I've changed uh, country. Which was always the plan, but um, right, you're gonna go back home for a bit. Yeah, so I the last few years I've just been doing a year in each country. So my year in New Zealand was up in the summer. Obviously, I had some um, complications getting home. I think I had about seven or eight cancelled flights in a row. Um, wow! I think at the time I don't know why. Like um, I think I maybe messed up my New Zealand year a little bit because I, I planned and doing a lot of the travelling in the second half mm-hmm. of the year. It seemed like a good approach that first half of the year I would work and save money. And then the second half of the year I would tick off a lot of my bucket list, but obviously uh-huh. COVID dropped. And then I had so many internal flights canceled, um, the lockdowns happened and stuff. So I, I definitely, I, w- I would love to go back to New Zealand and uh, it gives me an excuse to go back and finish it off properly. I mean, it is the, the furthest away country in the world. <laughs> it's not exactly convenient <laughs> to pop by again. But but there, there must be nice sides to being uh, back home as well. Like, you know, yep. being back with family, seeing some family, yeah. having some quality time. You haven't been home for years, have yeah, you? Yeah, so I've done like, uh, I've been away, I've done three back-to-back working holidays and 
Australia, New Zealand and Canada. So it, it was always, always my plan to come back for two or three months to spend some quality time. I've got like a, quite a young nephew and niece, so I wanted to do a bit of the usual like uncle playing football and um, maybe Aww. spend some quality time with my parents, you know, like they're in their 70s now as well. And I'm aware of that, like mm-hmm. um, just break up from the Skype calls. It's nice to Skype your family, but it's also nice to like have a have a dinner and stuff. So it's always my plan to come yeah. back for two or three months. I think it was maybe a little bit kind of... Um, I underestimated how difficult it would be to leave again. So I, I get caught out a little bit with that. Um, I did. Uh, what was the plan before like COVID came in and changed it? So my plan was to go back um, for two or three months to the UK and do a lot of catch-ups with my friends down in England, um, spend a bit of time in Scotland, go over and visit my family in Ireland and stuff. So mm. a, a nice few uh, family catch-up months. And then I'd actually booked a flight to Argentina. So um, I spent a lot of my time in New Zealand going to Spanish classes and salsa classes and oh. stuff. I was, I was working towards salsa. Dream. Good old salsa class. Yeah, that that was going to be me um, going full time uh, tango dancer in Argentina. That was my plan. But um, obviously the whole world shut up. So um, I've, I, I was back in the UK, Scotland for a couple of months. And I realized mm-hmm. that um, I, I was that corona was going to be here for a while so i tried to do like a wee kind of staycation working holiday in the uk so yeah. try to make the, yeah. <laughs> the most of it <laughs> it <laughs> sounds like, brilliant when you say like that <laughs> to, where did you go on your staycation yeah so i tried to do a wee working holiday to um <laughs> one of the most exciting parts of england so i got a wee temp job in london which um on paper, was is sounds quite exciting. I'd always wanted to sample living down there, but uh, I think I genuinely, I got the job, offered the job on the Thursday, and I was supposed to start on the Monday, and on the Saturday in between, Boris Johnson put the whole of England into lockdown for a month. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, I would arrive, I would hit up some museums, take some day trips to like, I don't know, Oxford, Cambridge, around some areas I hadn't been to. And I, I, I arrived in a like full scale lockdown. So um, Couldn't have timed it better. So you were you were stuck in London then? Yeah, I, I, still, I still think it was quite a fun experience um nice little working holiday yeah you were still allowed to do like the friend walk in the park thing so i've done lots of yeah. I, I had I had some nice wee day trips i think if you're going to be stranded somewhere and you can only walk london's quite an entertaining place to to walk about in, true so. how, how are you finding it um like going from such a globe-trotting life like you more than most people have been around gone to different countries and you never like stick in one place for too long so how are you finding it like being stuck into one place it's very difficult when you've built a lifestyle that's running away from your problems (laughs) 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 to not be able to leave i'm finding it incredibly frustrating (laughs) i like like your chat earlier on about the um silver linings like i think this is the this is what i needed to spend an extended time back home and I've had some real. You, you're always one to find the positives in any situation, so I'm I'm not surprised that you're finding the good sides of. Well, I think this is because I'm publicly broadcasting it before we started recording earlier. As soon as we cut, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the bad bits. Nah, it was it was. I, I enjoyed my month down in London was cracking, man. Like, um, there was something really nice about the scale of London. Like the 
I've always been a person for big cities and um, I love New Zealand. The, obviously, we're just I was saying to you earlier, Mark, when I leave a country, I fall madly in love with it, like remembering it as if it was like a golden place. But yeah, the yeah, thing I yeah. would acknowledge about Wellington, it was, it was the smallest place I had ever lived in terms of population. It's quite small. Um, yeah. Very, very kind of like friendly community based place. But there was something quite nice about being back in London. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you could, you were totally anonymous. I love that. Like a big city, yeah. everyone's shuttling about mm. their stuff. You can just fade into the background and do your own thing. Like the big, the skyscrapers are knocking you backwards and stuff. Sorry, it, when you talk to me on the pod and you keep referring to me, yeah. As I was saying to you, Mark, I feel like <laughs> it's like a throwback to your podcasting days at university. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I'm Mark and. And I'm Thomas. <laughs> Did you ever hear my podcast? As I was saying to you, Thomas. Um, I'm back now. Earlier on. I've actually, I'll send you one of them for a laugh. Oh, please, please do. Yeah. Do you have access to yeah, them? Yeah, no, I do. Oh, find that hard drive and send me a clip. On, uh, I'd computers. love to hear that. <laughs> it's comedy value just for the beginning. And this was early, po- <laughs> early podcasting days. Yeah, I, I mean, ideal, retrospectively now looking at it, because I think, what is it? It's the beginning of January now. And there's like a crazy new strain of coronavirus and the whole country's going to go back into lockdown and a never ending repetition of like mundane life. And is that your Zealand, prediction? And this is the worst thing. So you leave New Zealand on a whim. I was saying like there was this, this sense of overconfidence where I had the option to stay and I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of just a bit like, no, I'll just leave this like blissful um, COVID shelter and go back to the UK to visit people. The worst part of it is now it's, it's the summer holidays in New Zealand. So you're spending these like <sighs> lockdown winters where everything's cold and you, you can't see anyone and all your friends in New Zealand are out of the beach and they're like going to festivals. It, it, it and has stuff become like a bit of a COVID comparison, hasn't it? I find like you constantly, especially like yourself and maybe other people who've lived in other places in the world. Because you know what it's like to live in those countries, and you're looking at them on Instagram, on Facebook, and placing like, oh, it's so much better to live there with COVID because they're allowed to be out and have beers and stuff. Or this country is a better place to live in than that country and stuff. You find yourself comparing where's better. Because I think Britain was going great guns. People were back in the football stadiums, and things were getting slightly better. Then this new variant came along. It's like a constant league table. Like where's better to be, or where's the worst? place to be i, I, I might be wrong but that? i feel like we're at the bottom of the league table at the moment <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got friends in canada who are doing a ski season who are out skiing every day i've got like in australia people are out at wineries and the beach <laughs> new zealand i don't know they're like going in lord of the rings tours and stuff and we're all i think as of tomorrow we're going to lose the ability to like go and walks with other people so um, and i'm seriously <laughs> running out of ways to i don't know i think I read an article the other day. You'll find something to keep it positive. I read an article the other day about... There'll be a Zoom salsa class that you can do from home. That's what I need to... Get your spirits up again. I feel like when it first happened, I was full of kind of hopes that I would be able to use the time for like personal growth things. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to learn how to do things. But now I'm just like heavily smashing Netflix. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You'd already completed it in Canada, so I don't know what there's left for you to do. (laughs) They're churning things out at a faster pace. But um, yeah, I've 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 got I I think things have changed around. As in, I've left New Zealand and came back here. Um, I think looking back, it might have been it probably was the best choice to stay in New Zealand and live out that life and like kind of skip the COVID thing. 
But Britain's been quite fun as well. I've, got, I've had a chance to be to catch up with loads of friends, see family. Um, I, I think I think the tricky thing that most people are, are kind of struggling with is just plans, isn't it? You just don't know yeah. when it'll stop. Because I'd imagine it's hard to commit to something when you don't know what's going to come. That uncertainty is awful. Isn't yeah, it? I've got a temp. So I'm working in a temporary contract for a uni down in London just now, and every couple of months I'm pushing it another couple of months because I'm thinking, oh, will the world change? Will I be able to do something else? I'm a bit nervous about getting tied up in leases and stuff. Um, but obviously that's mass specifically my situation i would like to travel away but i know there's a lot of other people completely different lives who are struggling from the same thing there's people who have got weddings on hold who they're just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and there's people who are in countries who are trying to kind of get sponsored where there's all these added obstacles now so i think there's a lot of people that just they've they've punted their plans a couple of times and now um it's just I think whenever anyone thinks they're getting to the end of it, there's all these kind of surprise plot plot twists that come up. So we'll see where it goes in 2021. That's eh? pretty miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be a positive. Wouldn't be a catch up with a with a Scotsman <laughs> if you're not going to give it some harsh we reality. Have, at the the, end, yeah, you know? we do. We have qualified for Scotland's national team have qualified for the Euros. For the first time in 23 years. I was literally... Fingers crossed that goes ahead because I cannot wait for England to play Scotland. That'll be I've historic. Never watched... Hope, hope to God we can be in stadiums at that point. Never watched Scotland at a major tournament and been able to go to the pub. I think it was something like 10 the last time we qualified. So, um, I, I think... Still not in the pub at 10? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you rolled down in Yorkshire. the pub or the car park Uh, no I remember it quite well it was France 98 and we had you went to Asda and you got they had these wee tacky hats that we were all wearing and the Scotland (laughs) flags were out it was brilliant I mean I think Scottish fans are just so buzzed for that tournament that um, if we get hammered every game then it it won't make a difference we'll just go in there for a party but it's it's going to be a good year and I think I think the crown of it all is Scotland being in a group with England and playing them at Wembley. Yeah. That's just going to be yeah. such a guaranteed face off. I mean, that's I mean, be... I know the world's like all pandemic crypt now, but whatever is happening, if there's like if Armageddon's happening, that's still going to be good fun. And I think it's quite fun to be in the UK for that as well. Because I've spent so much time in other countries like where incredible things happen and just no one cares. Oh when when England had that World Cup run in twenty eighteen, there was nowhere else I wanted to be. I was booking flights if we made it to the final. We honestly yeah fantastic then we got knocked out obviously <laughs> Mate, so it's, it's coming oh. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can't wait to rip into us in the summer if that <laughs> well I think looking forward to that Euros is a nice positive note to end our little catch up on Tommy and I, I wish the best for you in 2021 wherever it leads you hopefully it will be you know some lockdown measures being released and you can finally get on your next adventure and whatnot but i think you're making a very good stab of it back home as well so Staycations, i'm man. excited for the next catch-up hopefully there'll be a second year anniversary the pod will still be going and <laughs> you'll talk about your argentinian adventures so hopefully one day we'll be able to reunite mark fingers crossed by the end of this year we'll all be hopping about a bit more again gotta keep that keep that hope going <laughs> <laughs> i like the fact that it's um the podcast and the lockdowns giving you an excuse to phone people in other countries as well. Absolutely. We chat. A wee blether, as mm-hmm. they'd say in Scotland, with yourself today. Any messages you'd like to give to the 
to the other lads to the lads on the pod um not much just that um I'm I'm listening to all the podcasts and enjoying all the chat. Like uh, good for I, I guess that's been coming on as well. So and I've I've listened to them. I've listened to them. And um, when did you start it? Did you start it when I was in Canada? No. It, yeah, it'll have been December 2019. I've listened listened to it in at least three or four different countries now. So. Wow. You guys are Those stats. you guys are coming on coming on my adventures with me. We've uh, we've outlived Stefan's pod as well. You know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Man. that's a hard, hard edit. <laughs> that might be making a, a comeback. Twenty twenty. I twenty twenty one. I've I've signed a non-disclosure, but it might be. Who knows? <laughs> so anyway, mate, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. It's been great catching up. <laughs> there you go. We're finally at the end of that. Love Thanks that. for sitting through. <laughs> Oh god, he, I love him. He loves him. a good blazer. Does that Tommy? I love Tommy. I really do. I couldn't. Yeah, th- I, what I like. was going to say before that, I couldn't think of any any worse place to try and do a bit of tango than uh, Glasgow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think he was right to get out of there. And, uh, Tommy would be the first to try, though. He'd set up a a, a community. <laughs> yeah. I hope he gets to Argentina. I've heard great things about Argentina. I've never met someone so... Um... I've heard you can get stabbed at a footy match. <laughs> yeah, sounds <laughs> But sick. then you can in Glasgow, so... <laughs> I've never met someone so excited about meeting new people all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah new 100%. country, new people. He loves that stuff. Like, often when you move to a new country, you get your network going, and then after that, you know, you kind of don't want to go to the networking events anymore because you've got your, your solid few friends but Tommy never got bored of meeting new people and Buzzed making it. friends yeah well, must, he did I must admit that's one thing that surprised me with Tommy there saying how he liked the um, I can never say this word an- anonymity of like being in London like Tommy strikes hmm. me as someone completely different to that like he loved meeting new people and stuff like I'm surprised he would like the big cities but I thought he'd more of a community wonder. guy I like that. makes me wonder if he built up a bit of a reputation in Wellington and had to leave <laughs> Look, Mark, that was as bad as you are, right? Some people are trying to pass the bucket of blame <laughs> yeah. onto other people, mate, just because you're a sinful young lad, all right? <laughs> Tommy just chased to the airport with pitchforks. No, Mark. No. He escaped to London. I might do well to escape to Wellington, where I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great to catch up with a lad. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Who's next lovely up on the from Tommy, they as right? always. Alex was the next update on this yeah, week's we, episode, right? Like we've got to we had, these. We had some before that, but I don't know if we're going to have time. To be honest with you, oh, I don't know if it's worth the it. The fact that you're you're pushing for it means that you probably want to do it. Now. I don't know if we have time. Like Tommy's really killed us. Oh no! Yeah, yes. I, <laughs> I apologise, Ryan. You, it's your uh, my yeah. little moment. Yeah. It's, yeah. All right. So no, no. This is it, my it's my moment now. Don't I mean, worry. So I'll, if you want I'll, to just <laughs> let me do it. I'll chop. I'll chop some of this up. Don't worry. I'm sorry, I know. They get it. No, we can. We can lose a bit of God, but I mean, right? Get it done, mate. I, I'm. I'm gagging to hear. I know. Uh, I, I only want to do this because I wanted you to hear what I had to say. A hundred percent. I'm keen, mate. Go on. Mark, will me in. <laughs> Go on, Ryan. Uh, it's I time gave for you. you. Well, and I gave oh. you a little intro. Okay, so how dare I? We're both letting you down here. I'm sorry, right? <laughs> uh, one thing that everybody has missed in 2020 has, of course, been music gigs and events. I know you've all you've missed these more than most, Ryan. Especially. I have, yeah. 
However, although live music has gone and a lot of great music still has been produced during the pandemic. So here's Ryan with the Great Escape Pod's top five albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. Like a lot of albums got pushed back and stuff like that. And a lot of artists also just did lockdown albums, which I'll get into in a second. My top five, quick run through. Uh, number five is Heim with Women in Music Part 3. Uh, good summer album, some really nice tunes. A little bit too long, which is why it should have been. I think it's about 18 tracks in the end. Uh, track, to look out, track to look out for on that one. <laughs> the track to look out for on that one is The Steps. Um, in fourth place, I went for Fontaine's second album, the follow-up to Dogrel, which was a Mer- uh, Mercury Music Award nominee. Uh, they came back with A Hero's Death, um, very good Irish punk band, and the track to look out for on that is The Closer, No. Uh, in third place, um, I had the long-awaited Return of the Strokes, which is actually the last gig that I went to, um, and their sixth album, and what was it called? Uh, the New Abnormal, which is quite an apt name for 2020. And I'd probably say Bad mm. Decisions, which was my most played song on Spotify of 2020. Uh, would probably be the standout track off that. Uh, second, I would say this was the curveball. This was one that caught me out. Taylor Swift folklore, uh, absolutely wow, yeah, banging. It is absolutely banging. And this was one of them lockdown albums. Kind of came out of nowhere. She collaborated with musicians from the National, who were my favourite bands. It's a very wholesome, very cabiny type of album. And it was released in the peak of summer. It was very much a winter album released in the peak of summer. Uh, the song to look out for on there is Exile featuring Bonnie there. And then in number one, uh, I've gone for DMA's The Glow. Uh, Australian band, uh, their third album. They're fantastic. A lot of people still sleeping on them. They're starting to do really well in England just before the lockdown. They had some big gigs in England. Uh, but yeah, fantastic band. And the standout track from that would be Life is a Game of Changing. Real, like a clubby rock banger. Um, and then finally, I would say that my favourite song of 2020 um, was also DMAs. They did a cover. I think I sent it to you, Owen. It was like an Australian like um, YouTube music benefit thing. And they did a cover of Crowded House, Better Be Home Soon. And this was like right at the height of the pandemic. It was like dedicated to frontline work. It was very apt, very poignant, and it was just absolutely beautiful. It was. Uh, I, and Crowded House are one of my favourite, uh, they are my favourite band ever. Yeah. And that was a banging, banging cover of it. That was a banging yeah. round up. Right. I love yeah. that. that I, haven't, I, I haven't thought about that for about two months, honestly. No, not at all. <laughs> the fact that you'd remembered it to art was amazing. Coming in at number three, two, one. That was, that yeah. was so, so good. I did it like well, smashy and nicey. <laughs> Would I be right in thinking you're paving the way for a new seasonal segment this year, right? <laughs> oh, mate, I'd love a music segment. I would He's definitely that. laid down a marker, hasn't he? Look, if there's a demand for it, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll put it in there. <laughs> there won't be. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it doesn't say anything on the script, but um, if you want to have your top five explorers right now owen um just chuck them in and we'll yeah. we'll let the audience decide what we need for season nah, two i can't the list is too lengthy to, to to boil it down to a top five would be near or impossible yeah a top five of the 21st 20th century that's pretty tired isn't it very very tough um that was fantastic great right? stuff right congrats yeah fantastic work <laughs> thanks all right from ryan's musical countdown 
One person that's had to deal with Ryan's music throughout this year is uh, his tolerable housemate, Alex. Ryan was able to catch up with him, of course, because they live in the same flat. It's quite uh, easy, he's been, yeah. <laughs> he's been telling him about the many adjustments he's had to make during this crazy time that we're living in. So I'm here with one of our earliest ever guests and one of our staunch listeners, uh, Alex, who came on February, March time, I think. Yep. How have you been since then? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a 2020. I um, can't argue with that. I've, I'm pretty sure that when I was on back in February, we talked a lot about my early experiences and obviously how it's really difficult and challenging to settle in a new country at any time. But wow, that makes it everything <laughs> seem so naive looking back now. That's uh, obviously I'm sure other guests have said it, and I'm sure the listeners themselves know and have all had uh, various ways and of dealing and coping with the year. But it's it's been quite a nine months. <laughs> And, and uh, we'll continue. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what 2021 <laughs> brings. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of expecting them to chuck a 13th month into the year. I could not tell you. Yeah, I never even thought about that. I wonder what you call it. Disastuary. It's not a bad one. Gilemba was always my go-to fake month. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you just mentioned there how you, we did speak a lot about your start to life in Vancouver. I remember we talked a lot about how you bounced around a few jobs, but obviously you then did settle into a role in public transport, which um, is disastrous as the job that has been. Um, it's been a weird year for that industry. I know you've been like right in the forefront of it. What What's it been like working in something that is essentially an essential service, but is kind of taken for granted when you think about healthcare work and other parts of the economy, but people still need to get around town. Yeah, it's been a really challenging time. And, you know, the first kind of days of it in March of this year, I remember having four different screens set up in my office, um, working 13, 14, 15 hour days, having questions coming at me from just about every department, um, because working in communications, it's kind of like a catch-all for general information and just really being overwhelmed with not knowing what was going on. Um, and so that was one learning curve and one aspect of it. And then being part of the communications team, somehow having to find a way to put out to thousands of staff across the system okay this is a real unusual and unprecedented situation we find ourselves in but we're still good guys and you're having to kind of be almost that reassuring voice and put out messages it's interesting to really look back on those early days and see how we were saying don't wear masks because that's more uh, it shows that there's something to be concerned about and oh, yeah. within a couple of months of that, obviously, it's like it, we've mandated masks yeah. across everything. And, you know, you can face penalties for not wearing a mask now. Um, so really just completely rolling with the punches. And did you ever shut down? No, we never shut down. But um, there was a lot of um, negotiation and a lot of change in, in the first two months in particular. So... Vancouver has been quite unique in terms of North American transit in the sense that its ridership has been growing steadily for a number of years. 
uh, instead of diverting to other means, whether that's private cars, Ubers, etc. Um, and so the ridership just nosedived pretty much overnight um, to the lowest it's been on our records, essentially. And then that forced um, a series of reductions of service, both for um, the SkyTrain, which is like the, the subway, the metro, the, the underground system out here, which is the element that I work for, and on the buses as well. Um, but then there was a lot of um, pushback from members of the public who obviously were frontline in various capacities and still needed to use those services because with the reduction in uh, trains and buses, that meant there were more people on any train and bus that came because mm. they weren't able to spread out across more uh, more vehicles, more capacity. Um, so yeah, that was a real challenge and we got some buy-in later on to bring that back, but that was with the government support that's good. Do you know if anywhere else shut down like around the world? Were you meant to keep your finger on the pulse of the places? Like I say, it's one of the things it was a complete necessity. And you saw pictures of like the tube in London being crammed during the pandemic, which was due to other factors, obviously. But it's something that you can't really shut down at any point. Yeah, no, I don't know of any major system that shut down. I know there's been a number of firsts in terms of how systems operate. So, for example... Um, the New York subway uh, has always been a 24-7 operation since it opened and they started to introduce night closures because um, it, it first of all, it's a very old system, so it gave them an opportunity to do some maintenance, but yeah, there just wasn't the ridership. Um, and so I think that was something that a lot of uh, towns and cities faced was how to... Um, deal with the times of the day where there would normally, under regular circumstances, be low ridership anyway, and whether the ridership had dropped so much that they would reduce the hours even more. But there was no widespread um, stop, as you say. There's so many people that depend on it. It's a, essentially it's a public good um, mm. to to get people moving around, and particularly. For people who are students, uh, young people without cars, for people who are older um, and don't necessarily feel confident on the road anymore, um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, there's there's big uh, cross sections of society there who are, are real, really reliant on those services to get them about and get and keep them moving. Hundred percent. It was weird as well watching how like. Um... The final point, it's not only public transport, but transport in general, seeing like um, places in India and all that with all the smog gone, even them first few weeks. It's, it's come back now, which is a shame, but it looked like it was going to be do good for the planet, but then, you know, pipelines came back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's been a shift now um, to uh, obviously ridership on transit here, and I imagine in many other places, is going back up, but it's very slow. To the point that now in Vancouver, we are seeing road usage at pre-pandemic levels, but people have shifted more towards their cars. It's not in public transit. Staying in their bubble. So Stay, speak, exactly. Yeah. That, that's their space. They, they they know that they trust the people who are in their cars, etc. I hadn't thought about that. She has kind of gone new, completely the other way in a global environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, um, again, you know, raises those greenhouse gases, unfortunately. Ah, well, you know, pipelines. 
<laughs> I'm all about the pipeline. They're big business. Yeah, we need to get someone... Uh, it's, all about, it's all about the economy, Alex. We need to get someone from Alberta in on this podcast to really weigh in on the pipelines. We absolutely don't. Our Alberta market is what it should be right now. <laughs> we don't need any more. Let's, let's do a... Uh, episode of your podcast on tour to the Calgary Stampede. I thought you were going to say Edmonton Water Park. You're always plugging the water park. I mean, the Edmonton Water Park, guys, I have to say, it's been a pandemic, but I, I, I have been this year. I will admit that. I still managed to go to the water park. Did his annual trip. And it was still Second glorious. Year, so. Anyone looking to buy tickets, hit me up. I know yeah. a guy. Lazy River in a mask is a bit of a weird vibe. Yeah. Right, well, cheers for checking in, Al, and uh, here's to 2021. Absolutely, I look forward to uh, hearing more expat exploits. Expat, <laughs> yeah. you can start using that. That's not bad, Al. <laughs> you should get in, like, writing communication. <laughs> I do like that, actually. Expat exploits. <laughs> Why do we not think of that earlier? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like he's got a degree in English. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Have a uh, what a, a tease talking about the Edmonton water park. <laughs> yeah, it done, yeah. I love the water park, that's one thing we know about it. Um, <laughs> that was fantastic. I, I think, in the interest of time, I, we, we should just spin right into the Seb clip if you lads are happy because I think um, you know, we want to make sure to the audience can get a full scope of exactly all the people we've kind of touched base with this year. Um, Someone knows he's got a hard edit. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm new to this, you know, get the, the audio editing game, so bear with us. I'm going to play a clip from um, Seb, who had a couple of big updates for us. Seb, I'm, you know, giving you this call because the podcaster, we're, we're recording um, an anniversary special where we go back to all the various guests that we've spoken to. Um, you were definitely one of our favourites uh, with all your stories of cycling abroad and, and, and such things. Um, and we just want to have a bit of an update, Seb. We want to hear kind of what's new with you. How's the last X month been, you know, through COVID since we last spoke? And yeah, give us some updates. Tell us how you are, Seb. Sounds great. So uh, good to be back, Owen. Uh, that was uh, one of my highlights of the year, being on a, on a pod in 2020. <laughs> So uh, delighted to be back in uh, in 2021 and also a year of doing a pod. I, I remember hearing, uh, hearing about it a year ago and starting to listen to it um, pre-COVID in very different situations, but uh, been a been a fan uh, fan for a year, so great to be back. We love to hear it, Seth. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, I think, uh, well, I think I've got a couple of big things uh, which have happened to me this year. Uh, I think one of them, which I, when I came onto the pod, I was talking about cycling, and the pandemic has been fantastic uh, for cycling uh, and uh, that's partly because a lot of the roads and the provincial parks were close to cars but not to bikes so for all of the local mountains uh, we were going up at least once if not twice a week uh, you know climbing over a, a thousand meters uh, uh, right to the top so that was, that was great fun and all all culminated in a uh, the epic five peaks which is um, for, for the locals out here in Vancouver, uh, the Triple Crown, uh, Cypress Mountain, Grouse Mountain, and Seymour. And then we added two more local mountains on, so Westwood Plateau and SFU for a, a 200 kilometer ride. Uh, and that was one of my absolute highlights uh, of the summer. 
That's fantastic, Seb. And what a, an athletic achievement for you to have under the uh, the Strava belt. Was it all tracked and recorded so you could show it off to uh, to your various people that follow you on these uh, these types of fitness medias? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely recorded. Uh, that, that's one to remember, you know. And what I like about these apps that remind you in a year's time or two years' time, like, oh, look at this this ride you did, or you know, look, look at what you did. Like, okay, that's that's always that's something that's going to remain remain poignant as a. Yeah, big fan of that, right? There was something I thought would be an interest to you, Seb. I was watching a video on the internet the other day, which is a new trend that's called Everesting Your Local Hill, um, where cyclists find just a random hill um, nearby, whichever's close, and and climb the elevation of Everest up and down it for however long it takes, like 12 hours or whatever. Do you want to do that this year with me, Seb? I think it's something I'm going to give it a crack. Do you want to give that a go this year with me? Oh yeah, are you ready for it? Do you? I'm probably you not, Seb. I'll probably <laughs> quit halfway and just feeling sick and gross. But it would be nice to get a as you know a decent plan to do something aggressive I'll, this year. I would love to try. I could probably manage a half Everest, uh, full Everest. So do you know how how tall Mount Everest is? No, I've not done any research other than just watch a quick YouTube video. <laughs> What, what are we eight, talking about elevation we're talking eight thousand eight hundred and fifty meters yeah that is disgusting i wonder how long a ride that would be maybe this is just completely too much for for my <laughs> it sounded a lot more fun going in do you know how long that would take roughly on a bike oh i think i think you'd be good for around 24 hours <laughs> oh jesus you, you might have to start the night before. <laughs> yeah, unless we can get some serious sponsorship. All right, maybe sag off, but um, Seb, kind of any other crazy news in your life, kind of outside of the arena of cycling and stuff? Yes, I've had some fantastic news uh, uh, this, well, last year, actually, towards the end of last year. My uh, my fiance is uh, is pregnant. We're going to have a little girl. So uh, we're absolutely delighted uh, about it. And uh, we're getting things ready now to, to, to welcome her into this world. That's great. As soon as she's got her first words together, we can have her on the podcast as well. So that's uh, you know, it's a future guest for us, and uh, it's a daughter for you. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's hope those words are cycling in Everest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Well, um, and kind of looking, you know, forward to the future in 2021. Any resolutions, Seb? Anything kind of quirky that you've put out for yourself? You know, besides potentially riding an Everest worth of local hill with with me. Actually, it's, it's got to do with mountains as well, and it's something I've been planning on for for some time. And unfortunately, with COVID last season, uh, it wasn't. We weren't able to, to to move forward with it. It's actually to go the backcountry ski traverse uh, the Spearheads, which is the kind of U shape of mountains between Whistler and Blackcomb. Uh, so you could do it in a three day trip, two nights camping out right on the mountain. Uh, unbelievable skiing so I'm looking to put that into motion uh, around March time wow that's awesome Seb well I look forward to checking back in next year to see if you accomplish these feats and 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 obviously to see how things are going with the little one uh from you know myself and the podcast we wish you a very happy new year and uh continued success in in 2021 Thanks for all that. Yeah, great time to you, Owen. And uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be in touch again very soon. Eh? Thank you very much, mate. What an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, pleasure, pleasure on my side as well. Well, I just, one funny observation <laughs> asking Seb about his, his year's update cycling is first, child second. 
love the order of priorities there from from him. I just, I just love to cycle. I just loved how honest he was about it. Like the pandemic has been excellent for cycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is literally that. nothing that can tear down that lad's smile. Honestly, he is such a positive guy. Him and Tommy in a room must be something to behold. Like Two of the most positive guys I've ever met. He spoke about expecting his first child for about 30 seconds and then went in depth about backcountry skiing and cycling. <laughs> like the lad doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, sounds, he sounds very perky, very jubilant though. He's had a very exciting year of news there. And my God, it never stops, does it? This next trip around Blackcomb or something, the U-shaped mountains. Like He's always got his next one in the, in the planning phase hasn't he he's never stopping yeah. his paternity leave is going to be a mad trip isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I can just all I can think about is like the interesting like uh, backpack and front sack attachments he's going to get for the baby just so the baby comes along with the trips like it's not going to oh, hinder him in any way how can he transport nappies up the next mountain like, that's his main concern <laughs> Yeah, yeah, how to how to acclimatize a newborn to uh... (laughs) yeah honestly what a what a bubble of positivity and a great lad it was really good to have an update off Seb I'm I'm glad to uh, hear from him and and I think you know he's somebody that we can potentially have back on this season to check in with see what's happening phenomenal news you've you've already booked him in by the sounds of it no well he'll have done some he'll have a child (laughs) yeah for sure. Our first well, mountain episode. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be good? That's uh, that's season one done, boys. Yes. Can you believe it? Emotional. Fantastic. Can't <laughs> well wait done. for this year. This episode felt like season one. <laughs> it's, yeah. a long it's been a slog. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the fucking edit's going to be the biggest slog. Um, I, I, um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm buzzing to have it wrapped up that year, lads. I think this year, you know, we're obviously going to have to start with some Zoom chats, which is unfortunate that we can't get around the table for the next little while. But I think we'll make it work and we'll get some fun guests on to, you know, have some more engaging chats with and, and try and, you know, like we did last year on a few occasions to get, go outside our bubble a bit. You know, I think obviously we didn't catch up with, uh, you know, Emma and, and characters like that, that, you know, we don't know so well, but had some really insightful stuff and, and, and stories to tell us. So, you know, a big shout out to the people on the pod that came on, um, you know, that were kind of outside our bubble. And, and, and you know, we got a lot of stories and stuff from, from people like that, that we, um, you know, that, that were great to, to have on and, and shared their time with us. Ian and Janet Galloway yeah. were good for that. They were, they were outside, Galloway, outside our bubble massively. <laughs> I didn't know them before. Uh, absolutely. Right, well, that is it for the last episode, the finale of Season 1. If you enjoyed The Great Escape Podcast Season 1, please let us know about it. Drop us a, a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know that we're doing a good job. Um, five stars only. Thank you very much. And uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, apart from Twitter, you can reach us on Instagram at Great Escape Podcast. Uh, I think that's the handle. I haven't said this in ages. Um, you'll find us. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a great time, lads. Um, we're going to go away and work on season two. And yeah, we'll see you in the next chapter of the Great Escape Podcasts for more expat exploits. Thank you very much, Alex. Oh, yeah, I haven't been snuggling for a while, to be fair. I would say Connie is a general rule. Thanks for listening. Exactly. 
to our podcast. I fucked it then. I actually fucked it then. Sorry, that's not about that. That was just a misstep on that. We'll keep going. Just one more. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Follow us on social media. I've got nothing, lads. Anyone want to brew?